ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಶಾಂತಶಾಂತಿ ಗುರುರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರುರ್ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರ್ದೇವೋ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುರೇವರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಸೇಮ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಲೈಕ್ ಎಸ್ಟಡಿ ದ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿಯತ್ ಒನ್ please try repeating it after me swapanasvavasho vyapi naikaatma naika karma krat vatsaro vatsalo vatsi ರತ್ನಗರ್ಭೋಧನೇಶ್ವರ ವತ್ಸರ ವತ್ಸರ ದೇರ್ ಆರ್ ವೇರಿಯಸ್ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಟು ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ದಟ್ ವಿಚ್ ಕೀಪ್ಸ್ everything or that who keeps everything in a calculated logical realm therefore the time when it is on a repetitive mode of a year it is called samvatsara vatsaraha samvatsara because of the calculated and it has all the six seasons in it and the 12 different months a total of 364 point something which makes a year so that is one meaning the one who regulates everything by being the time by he himself is beyond time but he becomes the time as well kalatitaya san kalaswarupah api the one who is beyond time because he is the one who created time and 
that therefore we cannot really identify or put our finger on when was God created. The atheist would, would like to put it as God was created when human beings started becoming evolved or cunning. Either. <clears throat> Whether we recognize that that which gives us heat and light is sun or not, just because we recognize it, do we say that that is the starting point of sun? So it doesn't require our recognition, first. Second, that he is the one who has created time, therefore he has to be Kalatita. But the one who manages everything in a cordial environment of balance through all these uh, time and various aspects. Therefore, he is called Vatsaraha. The second meaning of Vatsara is <clears throat> the one in whom everything resides in. So, you know, when we, in a very normal day-to-day -day talk, we often say that God is in me, God is in you, God is in everything. Here it is a subtle variation, a subtle difference here. And what is the difference? The Baba, God cannot be in you, but instead God is, I mean we are all in that God. To accommodate God also in us, we need to be somebody as a higher being, a higher entity than God himself. Does it make sense? When we say God is in me, who are you? If you can accommodate God also in you, then you must be the worshipful one. Why should I worship that God? Like the yesterday example, yesterday was it? The Gulab Jamun. Huh. Hopefully nobody has brought it today. <laughs> I am taking Upwas today. <laughs> <clears throat> the syrup is permeating in and out as well. So the gulab jamun is in the syrup, right? Similarly, all these jivas are sustained in that Paramatma. Because anything outside of Paramatma is non-existence. What, is, what are the attributes of that Paramatma when we define Sat, Chit, Ananda, Swarupaha? Sat meaning existential reality. Anything that is, anything that is recognized as is, 
that aspect of easiness is hyphen ness that aspect of easiness shows the existential reality how does it exist as what does it exist as what is its relation what is that existence relation with me worldliness starts there is this book the book existing as a book is paramatma expressing but then my book your book so how do i relate to this existence and uh, what does it mean to me it it starts bringing it down to our level of worldliness so everything that exists everything that is is nothing but the existential reality and if something is outside of paramatma what does it mean therefore the abrahamic religions when they say that all that which is good is god all that which is bad is outside god that is satanic shaitan sometimes out of cuteness we call our own children that shaitan what does it presuppose when we say that uh, all that which is bad is outside the purview of god that there is a high scope of vulnerability that something else other than god also exists and that which is called good that which is called the realm of god can be attacked at can be consumed constantly there is that vulnerability i refuse to accept a god who is who is to be accepted as with such vulnerability he should be beyond any such vulnerabilities here i am not talking as the aspect of avatar i am talking from the absolute standpoint of parabrahma paramatma if that parabrahma paramatma the supreme consciousness becomes a vulnerability to something called bad and goodness and badness where does it exist is there anything that can be called as absolutely good or absolutely bad can anything be called absolutely good or absolutely bad <coughs> couple of days ago i had taken an example knife is it good or is it bad and your classic answer was it depends well i did not ask about its utility the vastu as such the object as such is it good or bad it's neither it just is the intent of the individual using it makes it good or bad in the in the hands of an expert doctor 
underline expert. It is a blessing in the form of a, what do you call it? That blade, uh, scalpel? Scalpel. In the hands of a loving mother, the knife becomes a good tool to make good food. In the hands of a wife, can be dangerous. <laughs> That's why when somebody is driving me around, I don't tend to argue with them. Because my life is in their hands. Almost whatever they say, I say yes, yes. I very readily tend to agree. In Hindi they say, panga nahi lena. <laughs> Don't mess around with. So the knife as such has got no good or bad in it. This is one perspective. The second perspective is, we are too soon to judge something as good or something as bad, as a personal grief or a personal uh, bad experience that happens. We are too soon to judge that. Somebody got off the school what do you call it? Suspended for whatever uh, mischief or whatever he or she had done. And then sitting idle in the garage, they started building something. And now it is a multi-billion dollar investment or a company. So at that point, is it too soon to decide whether it was good or bad. It's only the hindsight 2020 wherein we say, oh, I'm glad it happened. Though at that point it hurt. But I'm glad I went through that. Having not gone through it, I would not have been where I am. So the so-called definition of bad also is very personalized. And the last point is, if bad were to be not the aspect of Paramatma, then there is a high chances of vulnerability. If Paramatma is that kind of pure existence, why, why at all there is badness in this world? So that is not my forte to answer. That is your responsibility to answer. Paramatma is pure, period. Where did this badness come from? That when it is smeared on that Paramatma with our own likes and dislikes, we create the layers of good and bad. He essentially is divine. So everything 
dwells in him. Everything resides in him. Therefore, every aspect of this creation is divine. So that doesn't mean that tomorrow you find a snake in your backyard and you go and say, Paramatma, let me hug you. That format of Paramatma is to be respected from a distance. Immediately in the, in the past I used to take, especially in India, I should take another example is, kids look cute, you know, the infants, they look cute from distance. My salutations to that format of Paramatma from distance. Because the moment I pick them up, they sanctify me. You know what I mean. Especially in India where they, were, they don't use that diapers and other things. But you know. <laughs> when they love you so much is when they do such things. It doesn't look that lovable when it is on the receiving end. And I respect Paramatma in that format from distance. When given in hand, I like, okay, please take. You don't like kids, Swamiji, from distance. The various expressions of that Paramatma. But everything is included as Paramatma only. That dosha is not there in Paramatma. That he is vulnerable to something. Vatsaraha. Vatsalaha. <laughs> it's a very beautiful combination of these two words. On one side, he, it, it claims that he is not vulnerable to anything in this world or anything of this world. And immediately they say, actually, he is vulnerable also. Vulnerable for what? Vulnerable with his own compassion. Vatsalaha. What does Vatsala mean? That is where the Vatsalya Bhava comes from. The root word is Vatsalaha. Vatsala means to be compassionate towards every being. The one who has love for every being. Whether they pray to him or not, it is not a bargain deal. It is not like the Greek mythological gods who get angry if you don't pray to them. What is that story, that big book? The, the Greek mythology? Odyssey. And you don't pray to them, they become vengeful.
he is like the Surya Deva. Surya Deva, he is like the sun. It is known that in various traditions or various cultures, sun is worshipped as a god. Hinduism also. So, does the sun you know, be selective early in the morning when he wakes up? These people have done Sandhya Vandana. Special race to them. I am talking the physical heat and light. Special race to them. Filtered UV. While they are having their filtered coffee, I will provide them with filtered race which doesn't have any UV rays. Whether he shines on the Pavitra Ganga Nadi or on a sewer, he shines equally the same. There is no difference. In his eyes there is no inequality. But when expresses through that particular instrument, the limitation of the instrument is what constrains the full glow of that Paramatma from expressing. There are different kinds of bulbs, light fixtures. There is a zero watt bulb. In India, many times where we have grown up, usually one side is toilet, there is a wall and there is a bathroom. On the top, there is a small little vent. And in that vent, there is one bulb. And that is a zero watt bulb. And that shines light on both sides. This side and that side. It's dim. Then there are these kinds of lights. Illumining. Then there are focus lights. You project them in certain angle and it focuses specifically on that spot. Then there are those floodlights. I'm sure you have gone for baseball games, you know, school level or college level or the football. Football games. And you go into that stadium, it is like daylight. They flood it. Once I had gone for a India-Pakistan match, cricket match, day and night match in Hyderabad. India-Pakistan match in itself is a hyped up situation. And that too happening in Hyderabad is uh, adding uh, 100 times the tension. So, a group of 15-20 friends, we all went for that match. 
and we were on the high end bleachers when i say high end it is not a high end seating it is on the higher end <laughs> and it was right under the uh, the flood lights there are six of them one and in each there are about i don't know 60 80 100 how many so each panel we were right underneath it was scorching the heat was unbearable and then from that point to see the game it is more like to have fun with friends than to see the game because when when you are watching a game on a tv which i did last night when you are watching the game on the tv they show it zoomed in that the ball uh, the way it is released from the hand all the way goes to the bat and it is zoomed in and you get the entire glimpse sometimes the uh, batsman hits the ball and like you are searching gaya kahan ball <laughs> because the cameraman is well trained to follow that ball and show us repetitively different shots different angles that comfort is not there when everybody shouts then you realize oh it must be a four it must be out <laughs> because from that angle you you probably cannot see everything the so sitting under that flood lights i found it can be quite hot so from a 0 watt to flood lights there are different ranges is the electricity same the electricity is same then why is it not evenly same across the board why is the illumination different it is the limitation of the instrument not of the electricity similarly in the entire creation in the humanity among the humans some are like flood lights some are like zero watt and some are in between <laughs> is it the paramatma that is making any special discount for the flood light and wish you know for human being there was for every human being there was a remote control and the first thing that i would have enhanced would be the brightness because you increase the brightness to maximum then you don't need to mute you don't need to rewind you don't need to reemphasize the brightness takes care of everything but we come with our own limitations each instrument comes with his own limitation and whatever glow that comes out it is not because paramatma is favoring someone and favoring not someone he is there available 
for everyone with the same intensity. And then this can be extended to the next level of discussion wherein people say, why do good people suffer? Why do good people always suffer? Whereas the bad people seem to be enjoying. That's a huge leap of statement that you are making. What kind of statistical analysis do you hold? To make that statement. What kind. That is the quantitative analysis. What kind of qualitative analysis. Have you done to make that statement. Does it really hold ground. When you make that statement. When we are in good set of mind. To understand it. Helps us strengthen at that point. When something really. Overpowering. Hits us. And this is a foul cry, a meaningless foul cry, I would say. Because when things seem to be hitting us from all different directions, and then say, I have been always a good person at heart. Why is this happening to me? Why do bad things happen to good people? First of all, the claim that we are so self-righteously making that I am the very goodness incarnate is a tall claim. In all fairness, when we look at all the lists of good and lists of bad that we have done, what overweighs what? Can we even confidently say that they are equal? 50 this, 50 that. What overweighs what more? A question asked so you can participate in this answer. A personal answer, don't make a very global statement here. We know the facts, right? Another format of asking the same question is right from the moment that you remember, your memory goes back to way down to your childhood up until now. If you have to write down all the good deeds that you have ever done, how many books would you need? On the other hand, from that moment of memory up until now, all the bad deeds that we have done, kaya navacha, manasendriyerva, buddhyatmanava, prakriter swabhavat, whichever category, how many books do we need? Which one outweighs the other one? How can we end up making a statement that I am good and bad things are happening to me? Get real. Get over yourself. Because that is not a fact. 
in his vatsalya in his compassion towards every aspect of creation not just human beings every aspect of this creation it's apar karuna i may have shared this i don't know when i was in vijayawada as the in charge of chinmay mission center there it is like the hub between south and north so major train routes go through vijayawada anybody going from south to north or from north to south they have to pass through and uh, they know that there is a, a brahmachari there is a chinmay mission and they would call uh, brahmachari ji can you arrange food for if it is one person 40 people they are going on a yatra can you arrange food for these many people and invariably the indian train system follows ist ist indian stretchable time if a train comes on time then you have to go ask the driver is it today's train or yesterday's train coming on today's time so there would be delay so many a times i would uh, hold on to the package and sit in the platform waiting for the uh, passenger that the train to come the passengers to be fed and i never found it as uh, you know disgustful or painful process in waiting because people can get frustrating you know get frustrated while waiting for you know, my time is wasted what am i doing here and i used to enjoy there is so much of things happening it was a good platform to sit and observe so find one nice seat and you know for next 2 hours 2 and 1/2 hours it is the train is delayed you don't need a tv live entertainment happening pick various subjects various topics various relations various interactions a fun watching in fact i even had the itch for a long time to write a book write a a fictional uh, book called the platform and various interactions of various people at any given point it will cover only 2 hours but various interactions that are happening parallelly uh, a good account of all of those interactions i still have that i don't know when i'll have time to sit down and jot all those things in together so one day while i was sitting right under my foot between my feet there was a trail of ants it was not going towards the hole the trail was going out so they were going out probably in search of food 
of all the ants, there was one particular ant that I picked as my subject analysis. You can imagine the platform, right? There are the cart fellows, there is the uh, heavy luggage being uh, you know, dragged and uh, the rollers and there is a lot happening on that platform. And this ant goes all the way three-fourths to the other side of the platform, finds a particle of food and I am told that the ant usually carries about 10 times or 20 times, I don't know, its weight. So it finally broke loose a, a chunk of it and you could see it was walking as if it was a drunkard because of the weight of the food it was carrying. In my heart I had crossed my fingers. There is so much that can happen. Somebody's foot, some wheel, some anything could happen. When we walk, when we are walking as human beings, do we even take a note when there is an ant or something? We don't. In fact, at that point, some are getting delayed, some are rushing, and you don't even care for the other human beings. You just push them aside and then keep running. This ant not only reaches to the food source, painstakingly brings that heavy weight all the way back underneath my feet, under the seat, it goes into the hole. Even that ant is provided for. Do you think you and I are not provided for? This is called seeing Paramatma everywhere. That there is a species created and there is a food created as another species. And he has not left anyone, you know, uncatered to. And in his beautiful symbiotic balance in this ecological system, the only agitating, disturbing factor is the, who is it? There is one species called the Homo sapiens, the most dirty, wretched beings. They are the ones who create enough chaos. And they are supposed to be the cream of the creation. Otherwise, the entire creation is so beautifully balanced. I have watched with my own eyes uh, the Jim Corbett National Park the various entrances that you can enter into that park. So I had spent about 20 days in there, the camping out there. 
and the water source. I have seen with my own eyes that on that water source, at the same point, there is a tiger drinking water, there is a zebra drinking water, there is elephants drinking water. At the same time, they are not attacking each other. What a balance. You know, if his if his stomach is full, would not even lay eyes on any other animal. Let me go finish my job, drink water and get out. Not even distracted. Not even uh, salivating that, you know, if I had had this yesterday, I would have had such a... Why God? Why do you tease me like this? I am thinking from the mindset of the tiger there. That there is a a nice well fed deer. Good. Today I will stock it up. Tomorrow for a rainy day. It doesn't. Everything is so well connected and well balanced. From the most micrological, micro, what do you call, micro, microorganism level to the most complex being, everything is in its own balance. And he provides for everyone. In his providence, he has not neglected even one slight little being. It is only the human being who is not satisfied with what is and craves for more and more and more. Which brings me back to the same point that I often keep mentioning. When we send our kids to a field trip or a, or a camping or uh, such things, do we just throw them in the bus and say, go figure it out? Do we not stuff their bags with the warm clothes, the bedding and the food and the snacks and on the top of it all, some cash? And a card, a cell phone, a charger. If you don't find a charger, then an extra charged uh, battery, external battery that you can plug in. Don't we provide for everything? Everything that is required by that kid when you are sending them out. Don't we? If we as mortals can be so cautious and provide for every single thing required by the child, we call him Mata, Pita, Bandhu, Sakha. Do you think he will just drop us and say, go figure? And 
the best part is we come back to that God with a huge list. Oh Lord, why have you done this? Why have you given this? You know I don't like it. Take it away. All that which he has provided, you don't like. All that which you crave for. And then claim that prayers don't work. Nada. I have tried. I have attempted. He has given everything in abundance. That is his karunya. That is his vatsalya. That we don't need to ask from him anything. If I am required for my next stage in life, whatever is required will be provided. All that I have to do is put the effort in making the best use of what he has already provided. And you can take various examples. How much aspect of a computer do we use? What is the max utility that we all use it for? Browser, video, songs, photographs, uh, some documentation or uh, Word or uh, Excel or PowerPoint, some coding. Is that all that the computer can do? It can do much more, but we probably use 1-2% of what it can get, what it can do. The house that we have. How much percentage of the house is untouched by us? Average house in a US standard or in a Texan standard because US is one country, Texas is its own country. It has its own sizes and what is the average house size? 2,500, 3,000? 3, 3,000 is fair enough? For a family of four, 3,000 square feet house, how much percentage of the house is regularly not used? Definitely there is one, one space called puja room. Never used. No, on a serious note. Uh, guest room, uh, formal dining, uh, game room, media room. There are so many spaces that we have created around. And then when a guest comes in, we say, Oh, Bhavre, this many people are coming. Where will they stay? I think we should uh, put them all in a, in a hotel. I at least have grown up in 800 square foot house 
with 13, 14 people at any given point. We have so much, we don't use much of it, but the, the inside kida, the worm inside is, I don't think this is sufficient. I need to have a better space, a better opportunity, a better everything. And then go in front of the Lord and say, whatever you have given, I am not satisfied. Give me more. He is not vengeful. The reason I say so. And still he gives his karunya unquestioned. Because when it comes to our life, how many people depend on us for their providence? How many people do we provide for? Three, four, five people? Three, four people at least. That to whom you are taking so much of effort in providing everything for. When they come back to you, every so often, complaining. Mom, dad, everybody has it, I don't have it. When will you provide for me? Shoes, clothes, gadgets, phones. Bags, comforts, and every day they give you a list. These are the lists that you have not provided, you are neglecting me, you are not giving. Same dal, same roti sabji, same every day. When they do that often, what is your reaction to them? Take it or leave it is a very benign format. I have seen households wherein they say, as long as you are under this roof, this is what will be provided. Am I exaggerating? <laughs> Sometimes we even threaten that what I have given is already in abundance and if it does not reflect in your uh, studies, if it does not reflect in your sports, if it does not reflect in your uh, uh, spelling B, math B, A B, O B, then all the comforts that are provided to you one by one will be taken away. No more cell phone, no more laptop, no more iPad, no more game console. You are grounded. We do that, right? 
He never does that. And we question, where is his providence? Are you getting the point? His vatsalya is something that cannot be comprehended. His abundance cannot be comprehended. That is how much he is providing. And it's only gratitude that comes out in the heart in looking at everything that he has provided for. Without neglecting even the slightest of the being. Vatsalyaha. Vatsi. Vatsi. The one who has taken the responsibility to protect every being. Swamiji, so many bad things happen. Where is God protecting? I am the only one on record. You are not on record. You are not even in the Zoom area. So whatever your reactions or responses would be, will not be recorded. And even if the voices reach there, they will not be able to identify who it is. Being raised as a child or while raising the child. Have we ever been harsh to our children? Have our parents been harsh to us? For both? Panda just go Have they been rude? Have they been, uh, you know, have they punished? Have they ever uh, spanked? Have you ever spanked? Uh, Now the glances are going all over the place. The picture that I get from here, I had to quickly glance all the reactions. It is worth a million. All the harshness that we have gone through or the all the harshness that we put our loved ones or dear ones, is it because of love or is it because of lack of love? I mean to ask, when the parents do something very strict, what is the often uh, dialogue that goes along with it? I am not your enemy. I am doing this for your own good. When will you grow up to understand this? Because once you understand, I don't need to do this. Right?
So is it justified on our part to be harsh to our children and discipline them? Yes, no. Okay. They are not justified? That is the difference. No, no, that is, that is exactly what is the difference one has to note. The one who is providing thinks it is justified. And the one who is provided for, who does not put an iota of an effort to uh, qualify for all that which is provided for, thinks it is not justified. Similarly, in his providence, He has taken a vow to protect everyone. Vatsi. Vatsaro Vatsalo Vatsi. Ratnagar Bhat Daneshwaraha. Ratnagar Bhaha. Ratnagar Bhaha is often used for as a simile for a couple of things. One, it is used as a synonym for the oceans. Deep in the oceans, we find treasure houses of various precious things. In Kali Yuga, what is the most precious thing that we get out of the oceans? Oil. O-N-G-C Oil and natural gas. From the oceans. Therefore, the oceans are called the Ratnagarbha, the womb of all these treasured things. The mountains are also called Ratnagarbha. When the, where was the gold rush? Were they from any mountains that they were all flowing out? Passing through the Rockies, right? So it is a storehouse of all these precious metals, precious stones and precious things. So, he is the one who takes the form of the ocean, takes the form of the mountains, so that every form of creature can be provided for. Ratna Garbhaha. Dhaneshwaraha. Dhaneshwaraha, he is the abode for all kinds of dhana. Different kinds. In fact, the 1% of Bhagavan's Aishwarya, which is given to Kubera to maintain, he is the one who writes the budget for every Kalpa. <laughs> Not every year, every Kalpa. 
he sits on mountains and mountains and mountains of treasures and that aishwarya which is given to him to maintain is just one iota of the entire wealth that the lord can hold on it is a shakti shri is a shakti the very embodiment of wealth and resources is a shakti I have said this multiple times. And this again stems a question in many a confused Hindu that why do gods have multiple consorts or spouses? Why do gods have more than one spouse? So the funny answer is, don't be jealous, yar. Another funny answer is, because you cannot handle more than one. Both hands are already burning with one. Why do you need one more? Now for the real answer is we cannot see gods and the various uh, consorts of that deity in the same reference as we see the human beings and their relationship. In fact, the deity and his consorts are inseparable oneness like at an individual level though many would say that I am talking only of myself though many would say that it is not my talent but I use it as a talent I have various shaktis I have the shakti to sing don't laugh at me if I can use it as an asset, that means it is a Shakti, right? So, if I have to silence a Balavihar crowd, I tell them, chup ho jau. Otherwise, I will start singing. And I get the desired impact immediately. So, is it not a Shakti? <laughs> it is not a liability. It is my asset. Ability to speak, ability to cook, ability to paint, ability to these different shaktis. So let us pick one shakti, ability to speak. Can I exist without speaking? I can definitely if I choose to, right? If I say I don't want to speak, then I can still exist. I can still survive. My existence is independent of my Shakti. But if I have to express, I have to express through my Shakti only. 
So what is the relationship between me and my Shakti? I am independent of my Shakti. Meaning the Shakti is the dependable variable. But if I have to express, I have to express through, express as my Shakti. So, all the consorts of different gods, what are they? Their shaktis, inseparable shaktis. We have given a form to them. We have given a form and we have given attributes. But it does not mean that they are something other than that which is the shaktiman, which is the god. It will make it very clear when I ask the following questions. The creator of this universe is called? Ayyo. Oh, thank you. Everybody were looking at me like it was an alien question. Brahma. So Lord Brahma. In order to create what should be his Shakti? He should have a vast database, big data. New thing in, right? He should have vast amount of knowledge, the know-how. And his Shakti is verily Saraswati Devi, who is the very embodiment of knowledge. That is his inseparable Shakti. Lord Vishnu, what is his job description? Maintenance is his forte. Maintenance department. Sustenance, maintenance, same difference. So in order to maintain, what do you require? Wealth also is one aspect. He needs to have vast amount of resources, a huge amount of resources and these resources appear in various formats. That's why the most prominent of these resources are often coined as Ashtalakshmi, Dhanalakshmi, Dhanyalakshmi, Vidyalakshmi, Saubhagyalakshmi. They are all different formats of resources. That is also his inseparable form. Now Lord Shiva, again let me go back. Lord Brahma's job is easier than Vishnu's job. To create Chitrakut was easy. Year to year to maintain it is difficult. In the classrooms, all that the kids have to do is sit, finish up with the class and leave. Along when they, when they leave, they take pieces of carpet also along with them. There is a right proof right there. Not that he is the cause, I am saying the proof is right there. 
the carpet being pulled out. And once you have to keep repairing it, keep maintaining it. Maintenance and there were leaks. Do you remember there were uh, yagnas wherein we used to have tubs and mugs and things all over the place? Because when it would rain, it would be evident. So we had to redo the entire ceiling, and not ceiling, entire roof. Maintenance. Somebody has to come turn on everything, put the placements. Maintenance. While everybody leaves, it has to be turned off. Maintenance. Maintenance is a huge department. So, Brahma's job is easier than Vishnu. Vishnu's job is easier than poor fellow Shiva's job. What is his job? He is actually a very sattvic fellow. He loves only to sit and meditate. But time to time, things have to be changed. You know, dealing with your family members. Here I am not restricting it only children. Family members. There are some adults who are still like children. If you have to bring in a change in them. Beta, do this. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And the things get keep getting neglected. And one fine day, you take the BK avatar, especially the mothers. What is BK avatar? Bhadrakali avatar. The prachanda form. And pull out all your raw energy and smack it across. That day or that week or that couple of hours depending on the age of your children, age of the members. Everybody seems to straighten their act and everything seems to be going on plan changed. Right? So on one side, his Shakti is Annapurna Devi. She provides. Anna for everyone. Don't heed and mess with her. What does she become? Durga Bhavani, Prachanda Kali, and whips everybody back. So that is his Shakti to make that change. They are inseparable. So when he said Dhaneshwaraha, Dhaneshwaraha as Vishnu, what is his inseparable Shakti? All the wealth, all the resources that you can think about is his own expression. He can express only through that Shakti. And therefore he is called Dhaneshwaraha. 
स्वापनस्वशो व्यापी नैकात्मा नैक कर्मकृत वत्सरो वत्सलो वत्सी रत्नगर्भोधनेश्वर धर्मक धर्म दैट इज नेक्स्ट श्लोक दैट वी विल सी नेक्स्ट मंथ एक्चुअली प्लान टू कंप्लीट दैट आल्सो वन डे द स्टॉर्म एट इट अवे विल स्टॉप हियर विल डू दी गुरु दक्षिणा आफ्टर दिस